Thank you so much. Our pastors are on fire this morning, aren't they? Woo! It's so good to be in the house. I love gathering in God's house. Hey, what an awesome blessing and privilege it is to gather in God's house. Amen? Amen. Today on this day, 21 years ago, I was in Esperance on a big farm rehabilitation and I gave my heart to Jesus Christ on this day, 21 years ago. So today is a good day. Amen? Amen. Well, the uh, title of my message, welcome to our online family as well. The title of my message this morning is, Is It Worth It? Is it worth it? I was out walking the other day. Uh, I pound the pavement when I'm doing it tough. So I just walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. And I've been doing a lot of walking lately, which means I've been doing it pretty tough. uh, But it's good for me. But as I was out walking, you know, this challenging situation that I'm facing or was facing or am facing, whichever way you want to look at it, is uh, I just feel like I keep hitting brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And I feel as if this, this where I want to get to is of God. I feel as if it's the right thing to do. I feel as if God has called me. But as I'm walking, a thought drops into my mind, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it really worth it? But my next immediate thought was, I wonder if Jesus Christ ever had this thought. I wonder if he ever had this thought as well. Is it worth it? I wonder when he journeyed this earth, when he gave up being God to become a human being. Can you imagine that? You're God and you give up being God to become a human being. The Bible says he made himself nothing. He made himself nothing. The Bible says he took on the humble position of a slave. He gave up his divine privileges and was born as a human being. I wonder if he ever thought just just that, just let's just stop and just, I wonder if he thought, is it worth it? When he was being whipped and tortured and criticised, when he was insulted and, and, and had a crown of thorns shoved on his head. I wonder if he thought, is it worth it? When the nails were going through his hands and the nails were going through his feet and he was taking his last breath, did he ever think, did he ever wonder, did he ever ask the question, is it worth it? I think about Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, and I think about the suffering and the pain and the things that she needed or went through, the things that she endured, if she ever asked the question, is it worth it? I think about all the spiritual giants that have gone before me, and I wonder if they ever asked the question, is it worth it? I think about David Wilkinson, the guy that started Teen Challenge in New York City in the 1960s. I think about him. That's how I got saved, by the way, because he started these centres... And I'm 21 years ago today in one of the centres. Crazy, hey? But I wonder if he ever thought when he was being threatened with his life, Nikki Cruz, the first ever Teen Challenge student, a gang member in New York City, and he said to him, if you come near me, I will kill you. If you come near me, I will kill you. His life threatened. I wonder if he ever thought, is it worth it? Is it worth it? I'm sure... Hopefully, <laughs> I stand up here and become so vulnerable. And, but I'm sure I'm not alone in asking this question. I'm sure at times we have all asked, is it worth it? Is the pain and suffering worth it? Is loving that difficult person worth it? 
Is serving God worth it? Is doing the right thing worth it? Ever ask that question? Why am I doing the right thing? Is it even worth it? Is not hanging out with those friends because you know it's wrong to hang out with them. But is it actually worth it? Is giving and tithing, everything that Pastor Jacob was talking about, being generous, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is volunteering worth it? All the volunteers, is it worth it? When you've got to get up and come in and set up at 7 o'clock in the morning, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is putting God first worth it? Is putting God first worth it? Is what we are doing worth it? Is what I'm doing, is what, what you're doing, is it truly making a difference? And I don't think we are the only ones to have asked this question. And I want to take us to the Bible so we can see what the Apostle Paul has to say about this. Because I think he would have most definitely asked this question at least once in his lifetime. I reckon he may have asked this question. You know, Paul the Apostle uh, endured such hardship uh, as he pioneered the early church. We heard uh, Pastor Jacob just talk about Paul the Apostle just last week where he was in prison. He was chained. He was locked in. He was, he was restricted. Yet he wrote over half of the New Testament, over half his writings in the New Testament, he wrote in prison. And we hear a little bit about Paul uh, when we read in 2 Corinthians. He goes on a little bit of a rant. I don't know if you've read it, but I'm going to read. He, he, just, he just goes, he goes a bit nuts and he, and he has a bit of a rant. Anyone ever have a bit of a rant? <laughs> Come on, guys, I've got my hand up here. Anyone have a rant? 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is Paul the Apostle's rant. Are you ready for it? I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Have you been pelted with stones? Three times I was shipwrecked. Three, not once, but three times. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I've laboured and toiled and have gone often without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I've been cold and naked. And besides everything else, besides all this... He says, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Paul knew to the core what blood, sweat and tears were. Would you agree? To the very core, he knew what blood, sweat and tears actually was. And you'd have to ask yourself the question, is this guy completely insane? Is he insane? To endure such hardship, is he crazy? Has he got a screw missing somewhere, Paul the Apostle? Or is he serving a greater cause? Is he serving a greater cause? And to understand Paul's mindset, to understand the way Paul thinks, to understand uh, his actions and, and why he endured such hardship, because you've got to, I mean, I would have given up at that first bit whatever the first bit was. What was the first bit? 
I, I, I don't even know. I've worked much harder. Sometimes we think we worked up. I'm so tired. I have to rest now, please. Uh, to understand why he endured such hardship, why we can be sure he asked himself the question, is it worth it at least once? We go to Acts chapter 20, verse 22, and it says this, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know, so he doesn't know what's going to happen, but he only knows that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. He knows what he's getting himself into because the Holy Spirit's warned him. He doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but he knows it's going to be hard and he knows he's going to probably end up in prison. Verse 24, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. How awesome is that piece of scripture? Paul had already weighed up the cost. He'd already weighed up the cost. He'd already asked himself the question, is it worth it? And the answer for Paul was yes. The answer for Paul was yes because he considered his life worth nothing in comparison compared to the greater cause. When he looked at his life, it was worth nothing compared to this greater cause. Nothing compared to the task of testifying the good news of God's grace in Paul's mind. Nothing compared. He had completely, well and truly died to self. What does die to self mean? It means less of self. It's putting self aside. He had completely died to self. He was all in. We had a leaders meeting on Zoom just this week. Was it this week? My, all my days and weeks are confused. Was it? Tuesday night, I think it was. And Di was talking about being all in. Paul the Apostle was all in. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about how he felt. It wasn't about where he wanted to go. It wasn't about what he wanted to do. It wasn't about his life. He was all in. It was about the gospel. It was about what God had called him to do. It was about spreading the good news, the task that Jesus Christ had given him, the task that God had given him. He had weighed it all up and he knew he had to live for this greater cause. He had to live for this greater cause because otherwise he had nothing. Without Jesus, he knew his life was worth nothing. He had been there and done that. Who's been there and done that? <laughs> been there, done that. And he'd come to that conclusion he knew he had to live as he was called to testify the good news of God's grace. He knew the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. It says this, Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world? You can have the whole world if you want it, but what good is it if you lose your soul in the process? yet forfeit their soul, or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? In his mind, for Paul, it was 100% worth it because there were no other options. There were no other options for Paul. In fact, his in his mind, it wasn't even worth comparing because in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, it says this, 
I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Not even worth comparing, he said. Not even worth comparing. Paul was able to die to self for a greater cause. He was able to live the life God was calling to him to, reconciling it within himself that it was worth it to live for Jesus Christ. How awesome is that? Challenging? Confronting? Is there a little quiet? Are you still there? What an example. What an example. Someone that lived it. You know, Queen Esther is another example. Queen Esther had to also completely die to self, to let go of self, letting go of self. If you know the story in the Old Testament, uh, Queen Esther's people, the Jews, were facing death, basically. Every single one of them uh, was facing death. Uh, And she was in a position, basically, to save them because she was married to the king, but at great threat to her life. Yet she was able to put aside her own wants, her own feelings, her own desires, her own emotions, whatever she needed to do for the greater cause. She reconciled that it was worth it. She reconciled that it was worth it to save her people, the Jews. That's the decision that she came to. She was all in. Another person, another example in the Bible of somebody that was all in. Her mindset was this, if I perish, I perish. If I perish, I perish. She recognised that she was there for such a time as this. For such a time as this. I wonder if God has positioned you right now here for such a time as this. Within your family, within your workplace, wherever it may be, for such a time as this. With the mindset, if I perish, I perish. But I will fulfil the call that God has put on my life. Amen. Any great exploits carried out in the Bible were done because the people had understood that they served something outside of themselves. They served something outside of themselves. They understood that it wasn't about them. It's not about me. I've got to tell myself that when I'm pounding the pavement. It's not about me. It's not about you, Mel. It's not about me. It was about others. They understood that they had to lay down their lives in order to serve and love others. But in doing so, the key is, as Jesus spoke, when you lay down your life, you find true life. You find freedom. You find prosperity. You find peace. You find blessing. It's hard to lay it down, but it's easier to lay it down when you serve a greater cause. Amen? It's not without its challenges, though. We can see, we just read, Paul went on his rant. It makes me laugh. We read about the challenges. Queen Esther had her challenges. It's not without challenges. It's not without sufferings. But they had weighed up the cost and decided it is worth it. It is worth it. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to count for something. I want my life to count for something other than what makes me feel good, what makes me feel comfortable, what is easy for me. I don't want to, I've been there, done that, ended up where I ended up. And for some of you, it's different. You might not end up in rehab, but you'll end up somewhere you don't want to be. 
been there, done that. I want my life to count for something more. I want to truly make a difference. I don't want it just to be about me and what makes me feel good. I can't live with just my life. I can't. I cannot live with just my life. I understand I'm compelled like Paul is because it's worth nothing if I'm not living for the greater cause. It's worth nothing if I'm not living for the greater cause. You know, and we've all been called to make a difference in the lives of others. We have all been called to make a difference. We've all been called, believe it or not, to preach the gospel, to evangelise, to reach those that don't yet know Jesus Christ. All of us, every single person sitting on a chair right now or standing in this building and online, we've all been called to reach the lost, to extend love, to extend peace, to extend hope. We got given a new assignment when we come to know Jesus Christ, a new assignment for every single one of us. We've been called to love God and to love others. But with this comes dying to self. That horrible term, but so necessary. Dying to self, letting go of self. And Jesus told us to weigh up the cost. He said it to us in Matthew, uh, in Luke, sorry, not Matthew. He said this while he walked this earth. He said this, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king, won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Jesus is saying you have to be all in. And you know I like black and white, right? We spoke about this the other week. And I was forced to preach on grey areas the other week by God. <laughs> he made me preach on grey areas. But this is black and white. <laughs> you're either in or you're out. It is black and white. I can preach on grey, but this is black and white. And I love to preach on black and white. You're either in or you're out. Are we all in? Or are we all out? I'm in. Who's in? Are we in? That's why Paul could say, my life is worth nothing. Jesus says, count the cost, weigh it up and decide for yourself, is it worth it? Decide for yourself, is it worth it? I've had to nut it out myself in pounding the pavement week in, week out, morning in, morning out. And I get home and everyone's still in bed. I'm like, what are you doing? Get up, you've got to go to school. <laughs> Have lunch, breakfast, make your lunch. One of my all-time favourite scriptures, and this is for real, because I know, Jacob, every scripture is a favourite scripture, but this is for real, real. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. What an awesome piece of scripture. 
be encouraged this morning, I want to say, because I believe we are a church that is all in. I mean, that's why you've come this morning and you're sitting here with all the COVID that's going around and the wars that are happening. But you guys know I'm in God's house. I choose to be in God's house. We're all in. And I want to encourage you this morning. The team can come up. I'm not preaching for very long this morning. I want to encourage you this morning to keep going. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you are on the wrong wrong track. I'll say that again. Just because it's hard, it does not mean you are on the wrong track. Just because it's hard, it does not mean that you have taken a wrong turn. Just because it's hard. I mean, we just read Paul's sufferings and pain and hardships that he went through. It doesn't mean he wasn't called. It was part of it. And he said, I don't compare, I can't even compare these present sufferings to what God's going to do in me. Just because it's hard does not mean you have taken a wrong turn. Just because you face challenges does not mean it's not worth it. The challenges will come. You are not alone. God is with you. He knows what you are going through. He knows. He can relate. As Pastor Jacob was sharing or praying this morning, God knows he's been there. He knows. He sees you. He believes in you. He knows what you are going through. He comforts you in your weakness. He wants to come alongside you. Hold your hand. Say, keep going. Come with me. Let's keep moving forward. Let's not tire of doing good. You're making the right decisions. You're on the right track. Keep going. When you are weak, he is strong. And that was Paul's conclusion. After he had his rant, this is what Paul came to uh, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He said this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's what Paul came to. When I am weak, then I am strong. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have your moments, but God is with you. That's when he can show his power through you. Uh, we were on a um, lift meeting f- with all the pastors and leaders and I think a, a, one of the pastors prayed something like, you think you're not enough and, and it was like, that's right, you were never enough, but God is enough. You were never enough, but God is enough. I love that. We are never meant to be enough just in us. It's not how, that's why we need to partner with Him. That's why we have Him. We're never enough in our own strength. When you are weak, He is strong. When you are weak, He is strong. God is saying to you, His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for you. He will grace you to let go of self and do what He's called you to do. To lay it down. To lay down those things that are pulling at you. To lay it down and walk in all that He has for you. You know, while I was out walking that day, pounding the pavement, and after my second thought, I just talked to you about my thoughts, right? <laughs> so after my second thought about, I wonder uh, if Jesus ever asked the question, ever wondered, is it worth it? 
uh, my next thought was he must have decided that the answer was yes because he went through what he went through. He died a horrific death on the cross. He had a choice. He gave up his life. You think he didn't have a choice? He had a choice. And he gave up his life for us. Jesus decided that we were worth it. You and me, he decided we were worth it. And as I was walking and and I had that thought, I was just smiling because Jesus thought I was worth it. He thought you were worth it. He decided, yes, it's worth it to give up my life to save humanity. Me and you are worth it in his eyes. And I just loved that thought. You know, David Wilkinson decided also that it was worth it. Because when Nikki Cruz said to him, you come near me and I will kill you, David Wilkinson said back to Nikki Cruz, he said, even if you cut me up into a thousand pieces, all those pieces will love you back. He decided that Nikki Cruz and all the other gang members in New York City were worth it because his life wasn't about himself. His life was about others. His life was for a greater cause. It wasn't about how he felt or what he wanted to do or where he wanted to go. It wasn't about pride or ego or anything like that. He decided other people were worth it. Jesus Christ himself decided other people were worth it. You and me, he thought we were worth it. Enough to die a horrific death on the cross. And the question you are asking really is, are other people's lives worth it? That's the real question here. Are other people's lives worth it? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Other people's lives are worth it. Is it worth it? The answer is yes, because they're worth it, because you're worth it, because I'm worth it, because we're worth it, he's, he's worth it, she's worth it. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. When you serve a greater cause, something outside of yourself, you're able to die to self. It's easier to die to self when you're serving a greater cause, to pick up your cross and to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, to love others, to put others first and to serve others. And you're able to say, yes, it is worth it because they are worth it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. If you just bow your heads. Lord, I just thank you for your word this morning, Father God. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you died on the cross to set us free, that we were worth it to you, for you to say yes so that we could walk in freedom, forgiveness, victory, abundant life. And we say thank you. And I pray, Jesus, that you continue to encourage us in all that you have for us as we lay down the things of the flesh, as we let go of those things that you're calling us to let go of that we would never tire of doing what is good because in due time we will reap a harvest. And I pray that this scripture encourages every single person here this morning that we would never tire of doing good because in due time we will reap a harvest. We thank you for your word this morning, Lord God. I pray that we encourage every single person in their seats and online this morning that you'd touch us. 
I pray for those that have been on the fringe or on the edge. They've got a foot in God's house and a foot in the world. I pray today is the day that they choose that they're all in. Today is the day that they choose I'm all in. And I I just pray if that's you, we just pray for the grace right now that you need to step into that. And I tell you, you will not look back. You will not look back because God just has so much more for you in this life as you move forward, as you let go of your old life and step into your new life. There's so much more for you. And it's just an exciting journey. You've been on it for 21 years. And I know there's people in this house that it's been double that. But I wouldn't give it up for anything. No way in this world. Just as everyone has their eyes closed and for those online, uh, the first step in this journey, though, is to give your heart to Jesus Christ. And if there's anyone in the building that has not given their heart to Jesus Christ, has not stepped into a personal relationship with Jesus, if you're online listening to me now or or a little bit later, uh, today is the day for you. And so if this is anyone, we're going to pray a prayer all together. It's a simple prayer. Um, And if you can follow after me, church. God, I thank you that you sent your son to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive me of my sins, wash me clean, and today I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If that was you, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, if you're in the building, if you can slip your hand up in the air, uh, if you're online, I see that hand. Good on you, Jace. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. If you're online, if you can make a comment, would love to connect with you and get resources to you. Today is a good day. Today is a good day. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to worship, church. If you want to stand to your feet, and the team are going to lead us in worship. Amen. Amen. If you'd like prayer, please come forward, and we'll pray for you.